listening to the Derek Asante podcast, also known as DAPS, the show that brings you insightful conversations about everyday topics. I just aim to keep the discussion above the average. My guests are the ones bringing the social proof to the conversation. Let's get into it. I'm your host, Derek Asante, and today I'm in the presence of some really, really, really cool people. Um, these two uh, are literally changing a lot of people's lives. Right. They're pushing their listeners to have real meaningful conversations throughout their podcast. And I wanted the opportunity to kind of meet them, um, but also get to learn their story and how that will inspire others. Please help me welcome the hosts of I guess you guys are also the owners of it. So I can, I can put that in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> you own it and you host it. Uh, Disrupt the Everyday Podcast. Brian and Tanya Hamilton. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having us. Awesome. Awesome. So I usually open with a quote. And the quote that I have today for you guys is, if you want to, first of all, let me know what comes to mind when you hear this quote. What what gets triggered and where does it take you? If you want to live a happy life, tie it to a goal, not to people or things. And that was by Albert Einstein. What comes to mind when you hear that? I'll let you go first. <laughs> of course. Okay. Well, no, when I, when I hear that quote, what I think of is just really that, like there's a lot of things that actually come to mind. Number one is, I guess, not really learning to not put too much concern in what other people think, but really focus on what your, what your goal is, what's important to you and, and not letting the, let, not letting the noise around you really disrupt you from that and, and really, you know, honing in on that, on that one thing that's important to you at the end of the day. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I would say um, pretty much quite similar, just focusing on what it is that, well, for us, the two of us have in mind what we're building, what we want to do, right? There's so many times where other people start doing stuff and it's like, that's great. And, oh, I would love to jump in and do that. And it's like, no, that's not where we're at right now. And uh, Brian's really good for bringing me back in and telling me like, no, like stay focused on what it is we're doing. Right. And just be happy um, and content in the situation that you're in. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you for that. I think it's important. I mean, you guys nailed it. It's important to recognize what you're bringing to every table that you kind of, you know, visit and your value, right? I think knowing your value is important. Otherwise, you're going to be jumping ship, trying to follow the next wave and the next trend. And before you know it, you didn't get anywhere. Exactly. So um, I'm curious about your journey. So First of all, how did you guys meet? I'm going to get Brian to tell the story first because I usually, you know, what happens is this. The the males tell their version and then the females correct them. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, it would probably be vice versa in this situation. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, but it's good that you have Brian doing (laughs) it. So how did you guys meet? All right. So I guess the story starts in 2005. Uh, At the time, I was a security guard working at a mall, making $11 an hour. You know, I was living by myself, you know, really struggling financially because $11 an hour isn't a lot for an adult to to live on, (laughs) you know, on one income. (laughs) So, you know, I was working, uh, one of the guys who I worked with, I'd been working with him for about a month. And in that time, he asked me to be the best man in his wedding. Oh, wow. And I was like, like, okay, um, you know, like, really, you want me to be your best man? Okay. 
But, um, you know, we, we, had de- we obviously we had developed some good rapport in a really short time. He's like, you're, you're probably the person I would trust the most. You know, you're, you're a responsible person. You've helped me a lot already. So I, I was like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll be the, I'll be the best man. I've never done this before, but we'll, you know, we'll kind of figure it out. <laughs> uh, so, you know, as, as best man his wedding. And, and then the course of all that, I met his, I met his young son at the time, uh, met his wife and just really hit it off with his family. Mm-hmm. And after, after the wedding, his wife was like, I know somebody who would be perfect for you. And, and, you know, not really knowing me, she only met me a couple of times. She, you know, knew me slightly better than her, uh, her husband who'd known me for a little bit more than a month at that point. But uh, <laughs> like, you know, I, I know someone who'd be perfect for you. I work with her at my, my part-time job. And, you know, at, at the time too, the other thing I didn't mention that was that, uh, you know, I was, I was divorced at the time as well. So, you know, I was 23 years old, but at that time I already went through a, through a bankruptcy and a divorce. So I, you know, just kind of reestablishing myself, uh, really at a really hit, kind of hit rock bottom at that point. Wow. But yeah, so I'm kind of trying to bounce back from that. Wait, but wait, I was sorry, like, sorry, right, right. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. 23? Mm-hmm. So how, yeah. how early did you jump into that one? <laughs> I, uh, I would have been, I was 21 at the time. So obviously it didn't last very long. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just shocked. 23 divorce happening. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, usually if I, when I tell people that I was divorced and bankrupt at 23, that's uh, yeah, that's yeah, it's a pretty, that's a pretty big hole to, to dig yourself in at that point. That's right. That early in life. Right. Wow. But yeah, so from, from there, um, my, my friend, his name is Mark and his wife was named, uh, her, her name's Chantel. Uh, she she wanted to make this introduction, so I was like, "Yeah, sure, go, go ahead. I'm, you know, I'll, I'll trust your judgment." And um, <laughs> so I guess she had she had worked a shift with uh, Tanya at their at their part time job. Uh, Tanya wasn't really keen on the idea of dating somebody. You know, again, she didn't really know Chantel that well either. Right. Even though right. They, 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 you know, they worked together. Not it was it was a part time job for both of them. And I guess at that time, your, your best friend had tried to set you up with somebody and it didn't go well at all. So she's like, my best friend doesn't really know me well enough to do this. So, you know, you, <laughs> you're probably not going to have better success. Uh, but then, so she took, a, she, she showed her some pictures from the wedding afterwards. Like, this is the guy. Uh, and, and at the time it happened to be, I think your friend Kim was visiting you at work. And, you know, Tanya was still kind of uh, hesitant at the time. And Kim's like, well, no, I, I think you're being a little bit too picky here. She's like, if, if, if you don't want to date him, I'll, I'll go on a date with him type of thing. So, so, you know, Tanya, Tanya agreed to take my information. We started communicating, uh, you know, first by email. And then we started talking on the phone. And I can remember too, it was, so it was 2005. First phone call was uh, September 28th. Wow. See, and this is why he tells the story better. Wow. I'm not good with dates. <laughs> and then, uh, so we actually went on our first date on, it would have been October 6th. And the reason why we went on a date that day was because it was payday. And I knew I like, I, <laughs> I needed to, I needed to make sure it was payday for me. Like I didn't, That's right. she didn't know that was the reasoning at the time, but it was like, yeah, this, this isn't going to work before, you know, I, my schedule, you know, my work schedule right. is pretty busy. Right. <laughs> You're planning ahead. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So wait, Tanya, well, that's the thing. Tanya, where did he take you? Where did he take you on that date? Uh, he took me to Eastside Mario's. Okay. And uh, we did Palladium, right? Yeah, we went to Palladium. Nice. After. nice. So yeah, very competitive. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we had a great time. And he came and he brought me this teddy bear, this big teddy bear, which I still have. And it's funny because like the neck is all ripped up on it and I was going to throw it out. And he's like, absolutely You're not. not. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, and I was back with like M- um, MSN days and chats and, you know, all those late night phone conversations yes. and all that. And yeah. Wow. Here we are today. <laughs> yeah. So wait, at what point, Tanya, did you know that, okay, I'm going to give him a chance. First of all, like I, you put the wall down to say, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. Like, what did he have to do for you to feel like, okay, I'm going to give him a, a shot? Yeah, I think it was just the conversations that we had. We mm-hmm. talked a lot before we actually physically met. Right. So that was good. Nice. Um, and, you know, yeah, just at first thinking, how am I, like, I'm going to tell my parents all this and, yeah. you know, for them to support it still, right? And you know, Brian's just Brian and obviously his character and his demeanor is, you know, great, sweet, nice. all that good stuff. Nice. And uh, yeah, everybody loved him. You guys loved him. Do you guys come from a big family or or small families? So I'm the oldest and, and uh, it's myself and two other brothers. Okay. And um, right. Yeah, I have, uh, I have five siblings. I'm the youngest and uh, you know, they're, they're, they're all half siblings. So we, you know, we have kind of mixed mishmash of parents. So I, I didn't really grow up with any of them. Okay. Um, I, the, the one sister that I actually still have uh, communication with. I didn't meet her until I was 10 years old. Because, uh, oh, wow. Story goes, she was actually put up for adoption when my mom had her when she was really young. She was the second girl my mom had by the age of 17. So, oh, wow. you know, just at the time, uh, she wasn't able to take care of both of them. So she had put her up for adoption when she was 18. She found our family. Wow. And uh, yeah, she's out of all my siblings. She's the one that I'm closest with. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Given the 10-year head start. And then, right. You know, she has a, she has a nephew who's like, Basically, my twin. He's like the younger version of me. It's really, her son. really bizarre. Yeah, no sorry, your son. <laughs> That's awesome. So now, did did that translate into the size of your family? Like, how big is your family? Yeah, so we have four kids, um, and so we have a twelve-year-old. We have twins that are nine, and then our youngest just turned five, and uh, we sort of had a feeling that we would have twins because because um, they say it's, it skips every generation every other generation and Brian's both his grandmothers had like more than one set of twins yeah. and um, my grandmother had miscarried so we had always gone into these early ultrasounds thinking okay I bet you it's going to be twins right and actually before our last I was pregnant again with twins we miscarried early oh, on no. but yeah it would have been two sets of twins back to back and that wow. was like oh natural wow. <laughs> no fertility nothing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was always good with four um, I always joke like if Brian had his way he would be like the Duggar, the Duggars, and like just keep going. Really? But uh, four I, I, I wouldn't be quite that extreme, but you know, we probably, we probably, we probably would have had a couple more for sure. Wait, what would be your number, Brian? I, I think six would be a good number if uh, you know if we were to. Yeah, I, I, I could manage two more. I think. Yeah. Not yeah. <laughs> so how do we resolve this one? Yeah, we stopped it, it, up for it's, it. It's resolved. We stopped. Okay. <laughs> and then we got a dog. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Four is he? I, I used to think I wanted three, and then we thought about three. We're like, ah, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't feel too well with three because I'm I'm from a family of three, so I'm the middle okay. one. So I, I I think there is such thing as a middle child syndrome happening because <laughs> yeah. I went through that and I was like, I don't know if I want to put another child through that, and so because they're often the one that's forgotten, right? The old one That's comes, what they say. you know, yeah. they, get, they get everything. And then the middle one comes and then you get some attention. And then the third one comes and it's like, okay, hold on. We got to go back to the basics with the third one. And then, you know, 
you're kind of lost in the middle somewhat. So that was my reasoning. And then obviously you looked at the economy. You're like, I don't know if I can just, you know, I want to retire early. So that mm-hmm. was that was really the reason why we're like, okay, we'll stick with two. And so we just have the two. So my daughter just turned six over the weekend and my son also turned three over the weekend. Okay. Yeah. So they're three days apart. So we, we stopped at two. Just close up shot. Like I'm done. There you I'm go. Good. <laughs> so what's your daughter's birthday then? Um, Hers is the eight. Oh, okay. okay. And my, yeah. So our youngest, he just turned five on the 10th. Oh, my son is the 11th. Okay. Oh, wow. So it's July is definitely, you a know, busy a busy one. One more fun fact is my wife's maiden name is actually July. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> so like, I can't get away from them on <laughs> I can't shake That's it. it. <laughs> you know, so it's pretty insane, but I love it. I love it. Um, what would you say, this is for you, Tanya. What would you say is Brian's um, best quality that you really mm. like? It's funny. I just went and got my hair done today and I was talking to the hairdresser who's also a good friend and I was like, he stays so calm and level-headed in every single situation. It's like, it's a blessing to me because I do not. Right. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, every, I don't think there's been any situation from like emergency C-section to family stress and all that kind of stuff. Like he always stays level-headed. Um, yeah. And always has the right words to say. Like there's sometimes where, you know, I'll be on a phone call that I don't necessarily want to be on. And the latest was, He's like writing what to say on a napkin. Wow. <laughs> He's like, calm down, <laughs> read this. <laughs> and you know what? It helps me because I'm not. I do get, I can get stressed and like overwhelmed with certain situations really quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's definitely the best one. So Brian, where, where does that come from? That maintaining that cool collective manner? Like, where does that come from? I, I I don't know. I feel like just given like I, I give you a little bit of history, like when I was, you know, being going through a bankruptcy, going through a divorce, yeah. hitting really those low points in life, uh, you know, and again, had challenges growing up as well. So I, I think there's not really too much that phases me now. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I dealt, dealt with the death of a sibling when I was 10 the same year I found out that I had another sibling. So, you know, there was, there was always these different things that were, you know, just kind of challenging situations. And I think just through going through those different things, it's like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, life's going to go on. Right. So, right. It's like, yeah, if you, you can, you can get emotional. Like there's definitely moments to get emotional and, you know, you know, really, I I guess, embrace some of the, you know, either grief or whatever it is, whatever the situation calls for. But at the end of the day, like you still have to, Things still have to happen, right? You can't get stuck in those moments, right? Wow. I, and and, go ahead. and I think too, you, you just you just have to remember too that like you know if you think of this is what I tell people is you think of the worst thing that you've ever been through and you know how you thought your life might be over at that point you don't know what's coming next and you know remember that you're past that now so this next obstacle you're going to get past that as well so right. just deal with it and you know do whatever you have to do after the fact. But <laughs> wow. I'm never going to play poker with you, though. (laughs) I'm just putting it out there. (laughs) I wouldn't have a clue what's happening. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Now, so for you, Brian, um, is there there a quality in yourself that you think you would like to nurture a lot more than you have been? 
No, it's a, it's something I hadn't considered before. A quality of myself that I, you know, that I wish I had nurtured. Yeah, a little bit more than than you do. I mean, I, I'm sure you're busy. And so, you know, when do you find time to tap into that moment where you're like, you know what? I need to spend more time maybe doing this, just thinking about this aspect of my life or my family situation, whatever it is. Like, what, you know, area do you think I should, I could invest more time or just thought into? Uh, I, I try to do it, but it's really difficult right now, just mm-hmm. given working remotely and, you know, just just all the challenges with family life, but um, being able to tack in, tap into my focus and just having that quiet time mm. is, uh, you know, just with my, with my old work, I used to do a lot of driving. Right. And I, I did a, I, I teach at a, a college as well, part-time in Peterborough and everything was online this year. So I, you know, for me, that was a three hour drive from where I live. <laughs> wow. So that would give me some quiet time. Like there is, because again, I, I really need that time. I'm yes. naturally, I, I, I've done those, different personality assessments. So I, I would rank as an ambivert. So I fall somewhere in between either introversion and extroversion, but I think naturally I'm more of an extrovert and I do need that time to recharge. And it's been, it's been challenging for me to find that lately. Like there, there would be times on that three hour drive where I would just drive the whole time in silence and wow. just, you know, be alone in my thoughts. So I, I could definitely nurture that more because that's where a lot of, you know, a lot of ideas come from. A lot of innovation comes from is just being able to reflect on that time. Right. Right. It's, it's funny. I was talking to my wife about, the importance of commute time, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, same, similar to you, I, I need that to kind of mm-hmm. unwind, whether I'm listening to audiobooks on the way home or to work, it just gives me that clarity. I can think new ideas yep. come out. And so I definitely agree with you on that. Now, wh- what are some of the cha- challenges? I know it's been the obvious ones, but for you, I'm curious because you're working from home, both of you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you have the kids <laughs> <laughs> also at home. Where do you hide out to get your your quiet if you can get it? Like, how do you manage that? Walk, walk the dog for yeah. me. <laughs> do Our poor little dog. He, I'm like, uh, sometimes I'll be gone for like one and a half, two hours, I think was the longest time. And I'm like, yeah. is the dog okay? And he brings water for him and all that. And he's fine. But then the dog doesn't move for like the afternoon. He's good. He's done. Nice. Wow. <laughs> wow. So wait, wait. So how how would you say the work life balance now is it is it mucky like is it you know blurred now because you're home working from home and no not really like right now it's kind of an interesting time at work because we've had uh you know we've had some team members who have, who have left for other opportunities okay so for me it's been a, a little bit busier like just trying to uh pick up some of the slack where i can so i've i've had a couple of later nights where normally i don't but no i i do a lot of i, I really kind of live by the calendar so okay. if it's, you know, I, I have a, I have a time that I need to end my work day. Okay. And eventually, like if I, if I start slipping off of that, Tanya is going to hold me accountable to that. So, uh, uh, you know, it's <laughs> that, that's really what helps is, uh, you know, just having that set time. I, I found, especially when the pandemic started, I was working a different, I was working a completely different job. So that's, that's been the other thing too, since September, I've had to learn a completely new job. Oh, wow. But, but um, at those times when the pandemic first started, I was, I was a service provider for uh, a lot of my clients were healthcare clients. So it was a really, a really busy time. So, you know, just working from home, it was really easy. Like when I didn't have that end time, right. it was really easy to just to work like a 12, 16 hour day while I'm at home. Wow. So really had to break that habit because it was, you know, the, it, at a point you have to just realize as well that the work's never going to be done. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, you can, you can keep, you know, you can, 
you can burn up all of your time trying to trying to finish it, but it's never going to be done or else there wouldn't really be a purpose for your job. Right, right, right. It's true. It's funny because I, I find that when we work from home, we actually do more for the companies that we work for than when we, when we have to go into work. Right. Yep. Like we were just talking about it the other day. I'm thinking, why are you still on a computer? This is me to my wife, obviously. And because she's like you, <laughs> I'm the one that goes to, to remind her, hey, by the way, it's seven o'clock. Right. And you're supposed to be finished at five. Yeah, but I got one more thing to finish, you know, that thing. And so yeah. when companies are now saying we don't want to do the hybrid, I find that interesting because I don't think they realize that they're getting more production from their employees sometimes when they were working from home because mm-hmm. we, we lose track of time, oh, right? Yeah. And we end up giving them more of our time than we're supposed to. If we were at the office, we would know, okay, I'm done. Computer's off. I'm driving home now, right? So that's, yeah, that's definitely an issue. Keep it up. Stay on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I found too at my, my last job, I would get less done when I went to the office just because, well, especially when we started working from home or like it was more of a hybrid model that we were doing, but right. nobody, you know, for the most part, we were working from home. But when I went, when I actually went into the office, uh, I hadn't seen people for weeks. So it was just so much catch up. Right. Like I, I, I knew that when I was going into the office, like I would maybe plan to get one thing done. <laughs> and the rest of the time, we're just going to be catching up with people, yep. signing documents that were waiting for me. Uh, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't the most productive time, but I was just I tried to be productive with the rest of the time and and just know, like, you know, that was going to be the time where I really connected with my team. That's right. That's awesome. Now, Tanya, I'm, I'm going to throw this one at you. How do you manage the kids' screen time? Mm. So it was, okay, let's go back to before summer holidays. So mm-hmm. I do home daycare. Okay. And um, during the this lo- recent lockdown, mm-hmm. I did close. So I went down to only three children two times a week compared to five children, four times a week, because four days a week, because it was just too much, right? Right. Like that would be potentially nine children in my house and like still all legal, but no, it's too much. And um, so when that was happening and the kids were in school, um, that was okay. We had two kids, three kids in the morning and one in the afternoon that was in school. But when it was off time and I was, off doing, you know, working. So making sure my daycare kids were good. It was like sometimes a free for all, right? Because even if I said, okay, turn off your stuff, get outside, which they actually spend a ton of time outside. Um, We have neighbors who have four kids as well. So they've played this whole time together. It's been a godsend. Um, But, you know, if I said, go outside and I got stuck doing something, you think they're willingly going to turn this (laughs) off if they're in the middle of a game, what have you, right? So then they would obviously get more time. Wow. Now, um, this summer, I'm actually off. So I have a little bit uh, trying to keep a schedule, which, you know, it's different. Like right now they're in camp. So that's a little bit different. But um, what I said to them was morning because they all wake up at different times. Mm -hmm. So depending on what time you wake up till around that 830 mark, that's your time. You know, if one wants to chill out and do watch their show, one wants to play video game, that's cool. But then when it's time to get ready for your day, you need to get moving. Right. 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 And then really, if we're out, which I try to do because we're also doing renovations this summer in our home. So I have been trying to stay out, <laughs> then they're not on it until like the evening. Right. So I just try to keep them busy. That's it. And I know it's tricky because like, you know, depending on where some people live, if, you know, if you're in an apartment, if you're on a busy street, even 
um, you can't just send your kids outside to play, right? So I get that. I get we're blessed. We live on a crescent and it's quiet. So it's like, hey, if you want to go outside in the front and play basketball or the backyard, what have you, right? Do your thing. And uh, yeah, just try to keep them moving and busy. Wow. The reason why I asked that one, because I'm actually trying to figure out something. So I'm glad you shared all that. I'm going to take some of those. (laughs) I'm going to try them out. (laughs) And you know what? Sometimes too, like if they're not on their electronics because of a consequence or what have you, and like everybody's off, it's really neat to see the dynamics when they're forced to play all together, yes. right? And keep in mind the different age gaps or age groups, so 12, 9, and 5, and they can all figure something out. And it's like, doesn't happen often, yeah. but when it does, it's like you don't interrupt. <laughs> nope. <laughs> because it's a sweet spot. You just let them go and play, right? But when they're forced and they're stuck with each other, yeah. And it goes what left. else are you going to do? It goes left. Yeah. It goes left. So, so between the two of you, who is the... Um, the bad cop. Uh, I think most, I think we alternate, but most of the time it, it depends on what it is. Some situations it's me. Okay. And I, I think I, I actually, I think more times you're the bad cop, but I tend to be more in the extremes. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. they, they'll get more consequences from their mother, but they would rather get them from her. I guess I'll put it that way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cause you know, sometimes I'll like forget or something like that. Yeah. Right. right. Um, Whereas I, how I deal with screen time is I just take the device and they're like, I'll give it back to you when I feel like giving it back to you. I don't even give them the timeline. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I take it away too, but I give them a timeline, but I'm going to take away the timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, like, yeah. When will I get it back? Or they know now for me, if I take it and I put it somewhere because I'm frustrated, I forget where it's gone. Uh-huh. And they know they're like, please don't take it. Cause you're going to forget where you put it. And <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I am because I need to come up with hiding spots. Yeah. No, I'll know where it is. I know exactly where it is. They won't be able to find it, but they're going to have to have a conversation with me if they want it back. Right, so right. it comes down to, can I have my device back or can I, whatever it is? And say, okay, well, do you remember why it was taken away? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You do? Okay. Perfect. So now that you know why it was taken away, why, what, are, what are you doing differently that, you know, that gives me motivation to give that device back to you? Right. Right. And what should happen next time if I have to take it away again? How long should it be gone? And you let them choose. So, yeah, I like that. I don't necessarily let them choose, but well, I mean, they, they but, to... but, I, but, I, but they have some say in it. Yeah, like they yeah. might say, because like, oh, uh, you know, okay, two weeks. I'm like, okay, I was thinking a week, but two weeks works as well. Right? So it's never a safe answer. Or they say a week, a week, that's not nearly long enough. Right. <laughs> Try again, right? <laughs> can. You play with it a bit. I love it. I love it. So I have this thing where if they don't clean up after themselves and I get to it, it goes in the garage. And toys that go in the garage don't make it back out. That's like mm-hmm. the dungeon. They're like, don't put it in the garage. I'm like, it's going. <laughs> so now when I mention that, wait a minute, you know, the living room is, is, is messy. They come together and they make it work. Right. And you, you'll hear the older one. Oh, let's let's do it before he comes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it's God, right? So I like that. Different techniques, right? You gotta try different things. Gotta oh, try. Goodness, yes. And they're too smart. They're too smart. Mm-hmm. Man. <clears throat> so, Brian, what 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 do you miss about Tanya when she's not around for a while? Oh, that well, depends. Is it, am I, am I, yeah, I, I can't even really remember those days, but is it with or without the kids? <laughs> I, you know what? Let's see. Without the kids. 
without the kids. Yeah. Uh, obviously the, uh, the companionship is the, the biggest thing having, right. you know, someone to talk to. Cause then, yeah, you're completely by yourself at that point, which I, like I did say, I do need that, but yeah. it can only, can only last for so long. Right. Right. Like even, even when I went on, when I did a lot of travel for work, you know, after the, the first two days, even though I'm enjoying myself where I am, I, I, I want to be back home at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So of your four kids, which one are you, do you think, you know, you're closest to, like you, you, you click with and same thing for you, Tanya, after he's. Click with all of them, but click with all of them differently on different things. So like my son's, um, you know, my, my one son, it's, uh, he's really, everything for him right now is about basketball, the NBA. So, you know, we connect on that level. Nice. Uh, and you know, we, we, so we'll, we enjoy playing like NBA 2K together, playing basketball together. Actually with, with all the kids playing basketball together is, uh, is, you know, one thing, uh, my daughter, we kind of click on more of an intellectual level. We can have some, some deeper conversations. Like we'll, we'll play games together. Like, you know, she'll, she'll be the one kid who will stick it out for a game of chess. Ah. Um, you know, so we, so, so we, we kind of have that when, again, just the deep conversations. Yeah. Uh, my oldest son, I think he reminds me of, he reminds me so much of me when I was that age. So, you know, we kind of have that. It's it's interesting. Like we can have that because, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm naturally more introverted. So mm-hmm. we can spend time together and have quality time together without talking to each other. It's nice. kind of really weird, but you know, we can, <laughs> we yeah. can enjoy that time just, you know, being in each other's presence. Nice. And then the younger son. Yeah, just again, just really knowing that he's the uh, again, he's the last child. So everything that we're going through with him as you know, he's growing through different phases. It's it's the last time. Right. So just really kind of embracing that and just seeing his growth and yeah. And just seeing how the four of them, how all of their, you know, even though they have the same two parents, you mm-hmm. know, and you know, again, we have mm-hmm. twins. They're all so different and they all have their unique attributes. Wow. Wow. So mm-hmm. you, you that means you have what one daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, you're lucky. You got one, Tanya. You got one. I know. I, when I found out we were having twins, I prayed. I'm like, please let one be a girl because I knew it was going to be a long time before we try that again. Right, right. <laughs> wow. So what's, what's your relationship like now with, with her? Yeah, it's pretty, it's, it is nice. Um, and you know, not lately it's been a lot of, I wish I had a sister, um, you know, the boys, cause like she will, like she'll get in on a game of basketball, but she's also realizing like, she likes the girly stuff too. She, she can go (laughs) both ways. Right. So that part, that part can be tricky. So one thing that we both try to be like really aware of is like spending one-on-one time with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, the other day she said, can we have like a girl's day? And usually if she's saying that, it's like she really needs it. And I mean, some days it could be a whole big thing. And sometimes it's just like literally going out and just spending time together. Like, you know what I mean? So it doesn't need to be a big go out for lunch, get your nails done, go shopping. It doesn't always have to be like that. Mm -hmm. And then same with like Brian and the boys or and her as well. Right. So Nice. That's awesome. It's it's kind of cool when you have different connections to the different kids, you know, and, mm-hmm. and and you realize how different they are. Like, I didn't think having a boy would be completely different because my daughter's mm-hmm. the oldest yeah. one. And I'm just like, so, okay, my daughter's more the shy one. Okay. Right. She's a thinker. She's shy. But my son, goodness, put him anywhere. He'll run around. 
Yeah, yeah. Like he's the type that will approach somebody and have a full on conversation. And I'm thinking, you don't even know this person. You're you just yeah. turned three. Like, what's where did this come from? Yeah. No, no sense of fear or anything like that. He's just off the wall. He just, but he's very social. So it's I'm trying to figure out how to navigate that because I didn't have that with my daughter. Right. Right. She's always on my hip, and you know we're like you know together. Whereas him, he's like, yeah, no, I'm gonna do my own thing. <laughs> yeah. it's interesting because our twins are like that yeah so my daughter has always been like the quiet shy reserved one and then my son literally even this morning he's like oh i don't know if i want to go to camp like i'm not going to know anybody i'm like dude you make friends with right. everybody you meet and he's like yeah you're right i'm like yeah you do you're gonna be just fine yeah well if, i think back to their the first week of school i remember after the first day I'm like oh how did they do and they're like well you know, our son Malachi, he was at recess time. He was great. He just was gone. He was just out yeah. playing with the other kids. Whereas our daughter cried through the entire recess. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they, yeah, they're very different that way. Yeah. yeah. It's incredible to watch. So I want to jump into the podcast. Whose idea? Who? Who's, I guess, who birthed it into existence? And then you guys ran with it. Like, how did that come to be? So Brian has another like a podcast that is quite niche. It's um healthcare security podcast. So okay. that's what it is, right? Um, and he had talked on and off just here and there about oh, it'd be sort of neat to have like conversations with like just overcomers and like here's you know some positive stories that way. And um, I used to work at Children's Aid, and uh, I was there for well. 12 years working. And uh, after my youngest, I didn't go back to work, opened a daycare. And I love my job, but I do miss, you know, interacting with adults, right? And when he was saying that, I'm like, oh man, I know how much time it takes to do your personal podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, yeah, I don't know if like we can designate <laughs> any more of that time. Why don't we do something together? Right. And, you know, obviously we started this well, you know, during COVID and it wasn't much going on Mm -hmm. uh, in the evenings and stuff like that. And we sort of just, we actually work really well together. So even just bouncing ideas, oh, what's the name going to be? You know, just, you know, he would throw out a word, I throw out other words. And then we like, oh, here we go. Disrupt the everyday. (laughs) Right. Um, So yeah, I would say it was a joint effort and um, it's been neat to work together. Again, Mm -hmm. we see like the strengths that I have and he has and, uh, I guess the biggest thing is we don't try to overpower each other. So it's like, okay, you, you're good at this. You do this. Right. I'm good at this. I'm going to do this. And together we're going to make it work. Right. Nice. Yeah. Wow. That's, I, I think I commend you guys for even having that because that's more, more time with each other. Right. Mm-hmm. In a different space, but it's still more time. I think right. the fact that you're able to work together and coexist and not necessarily be fighting and stepping over each other, um, you know, who gets to do this and who gets to do that, that's in itself is a huge success. Um, I got mm. I got caught up and yesterday I ended up listening to three episodes straight and I didn't notice it. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> well, that's a good thing, I guess. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. I was like, holy shoot. Like, it, it's it's really refreshing because you're speaking to people that I would love to speak to. And the information that I'm getting from it, I'm like, this is awesome, right? I didn't know that, you know, like the, the last one I listened to was the, the couple um, with the shifter, 
organization, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Kevin and Clint. I was like, man, that was that's pretty brave for them to just jump in like that, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Move to a whole new place and 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 make it happen, right? And so that's where I was like, I really enjoy your show. I don't know what it is. Obviously, I like the music too. <laughs> that, he, he won that one. That was all him. Oh, nice. We went through a lot of different music. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a great choice. Um, and and your chemistry and, and even the way you sound, like you compliment one another, right? One's tone isn't louder. And because he's, he's so calm, it comes across through the mic. I don't have to see him. I can, mm-hmm. I can hear it. Right. And even with your Friday check-ins and, and everything else, I'm like, I like this. Like, I, because mm-hmm. you I don't know you, but I feel like I know you. Right. And I Which think, is neat. Yeah. Cool. And I think that's what's really powerful about it. Um, so if someone's listening today and they don't know um, what your podcast encompasses, how would you summarize it for them? I'd say what we're doing, and I, I kind of have this in the tagline, but we're helping people navigate life while disrupting the status quo. Mm-hmm. So what we're really trying to accomplish is to bring people on to, to like really at the end of the day, what we want to do is have, uh, have produced something where, you know, if you're struggling with something or you want to learn more about something, you can come to our, our website, our podcast, and just, you know, you can run a quick search on whatever it is that you're thinking about. And we're going to have that covered with somebody who's been there, done and that and you're going to be able to benefit from it and you're going to enjoy the enjoy the process of learning and not even necessarily even realize that you're learning something and you know what? you're actually right <laughs> completely because <laughs> that's what i felt like I'm, a, I'm i'm the person that takes notes when i listen to podcasts sometimes i have a little notebook with me so when something really strikes me i just jot it down so i don't i don't forget it um but that's just how i am and there's a lot that i'm getting from your show and i'm going to keep listening obviously because i'm i'm winning when i listen to it um, awesome. what yeah. do you guys get from some of these conversations that you then apply to your own situation? Yeah, it's interesting because, um, since the first one and every single, um, interview we've done, we always walk away and we're like, oh my goodness, that was like, I didn't know that. Or there was, um, the one with Roxanne Hodge, and it was like, oh, that was like just a great counseling session. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> relationships and stuff so it's actually a really good benefit to us and it keeps us like thinking and okay you know what are some things that we would want to know as well right and um then speaking to these people about it yeah and and really too just um just really meeting a lot of interesting people who we wouldn't have probably reached out to otherwise like i wouldn't i wouldn't just reach out to somebody hey i just want to i just want to talk to you for an hour right right right. most people are going to be open to that but when you have a when you have a platform like a podcast yes people are are a lot more willing to come in and share their insights that is that is absolutely accurate like it's (laughs) it's true i'm taking advantage of that because i'm thinking i wouldn't otherwise like you said approach you but now i have a reason to Mm, you know yeah Uh, and then you establish a relationship and, and so forth where do you guys see yourself um, five years from now, let's say with your show and your family? So I think the neat thing right now and um, this whole time, it's interesting for us to look back. Like I didn't, I knew a little bit about how you wanted the conversation to go when I asked you, but not really much. And mm-hmm. I'm learning that it's okay to just jump into a conversation and not have every single thing written down. Because when I first started, 
I had like all my questions and Brian's there like, oh yeah, we're just going to have a conversation. And I'm like, you don't seem prepared, but <laughs> he's like, no, you want it to be natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So it's funny because yeah, just looking back at us and you know, how we started even just our relationship or our marriage, right. Um, it's been, it's been quite the interesting journey and yeah, looking back, it's wow, really like started from the bottom, you know, and <laughs> even giving Brian a chance. Like I had some friends who were like, oh my goodness, he's a security guard. Like why? Right. Where I was like, I finished university. And I was already working in my field. And the neat thing is it's always been a, okay, sure. I may be making a little bit more at the time, but it's us together. Right. So now I'm in a position, you know, five years ago where I was able to quit my career and know that we were good. Right. And yeah. so that was like his time. And now we've been just doing different things. So it's neat to see that it's not a one upper. We're not trying to like compete yes. of, you know, who's making the most money, who's got the most degrees or whatever. It's when you're doing well, I'm doing well. That's so right. That's right. I'm just along for the ride. Nice. Right. Nice. And it's the same, I guess, when it comes to, you know, the podcast and just balancing all the different things that we're doing right now. It's like, okay, I'm going to hand this project to you because I feel like I got enough on my plate, but you deal with that and I can trust that you're going to deal with it and come back and let me know <laughs> how you make out, right? <laughs> so yeah, how we see the podcast going, it's actually been neat to start. And, uh, you know, over those last little time, we see it... Um, I'm just stopping because it's funny when we first started, we didn't actually have a plan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then as we've gone on, it's like, okay, you know what? It'd be neat that when COVID's done, we start um, doing some conferences and you're bringing some of these guest speakers uh, to these conferences. Right. And then it's like, we have a lot to share. We got to come up with something, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Our marriage is not perfect. That will be a number one disclaimer, but there's just a couple things we do. I think different. And it's worked with us. And it's like, you know what? Let's share it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's awesome. That's so, awesome. I don't know. What do you have anything else to add? <laughs> yeah. I, I would just say like, you know, to Tanya's point, yeah, we didn't necessarily have a plan when we started doing this. We were just like, yeah, we're, we'll have some conversations. We'll see where it goes. And, mm -hmm. you know, we, we, we were on Clubhouse and people were saying, oh, oh you need to get more niche mm -hmm. than what you're doing. Yeah. And, you know, all this, it, it, you know, it was, I guess it was the, the advice I, I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm always going to take people's advice for what it's worth. But I, the reason why I started, I wanted to start this one was because I'm already doing like two podcasts. So I have uh, the healthcare security cast, which is again, specifically focused on healthcare security, done over a hundred episodes so far to this point. And uh, I co-hosted another one focused on workplace violence in the healthcare environment with a gentleman named Mike Hodges out of Georgia. Wow. And it, it, interesting story too, because he's someone who I met through my podcast. We started doing this one together. We've still never actually met in person. Oh, wow. <laughs> we've been doing this podcast together for about a year now. That's <laughs> so, incredible. But I, I think my thing was I wanted to, you know, share more stories, but not talk about necessarily healthcare security anymore. I wanted to hit on different topics. Right. And, and you know, just kind of show that I have a little bit more depth than just my career. Right. Right. So that, that was kind of where the focus was for me. And again, to the point of we didn't really have a plan. I, I have a, a coach who I worked with for a while. And he said, I, I take you as a guy who will drive the car while you're still building it. And that's, that's a very accurate depiction of, uh, of who I am. Yeah. And again, it's just, you know, we, we, we keep doing this. We keep just producing content and, um, you know, and we just kind of look at what we're building and see, you know, where, where can we go from here? So 
I, I don't know if there's necessarily a, I would, well, I, I'm not going to say, I don't know. There's not a five-year plan. Mm-hmm. We're just going <laughs> to work with it and, and see what comes as an opportunity. Like, I think a lot of what we've, what we've been able to accomplish in life mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily things that we planned or things that we thought would be possible at this point. So right. just organic, just keep building. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, just listening to it, I'm thinking the plan, there's no plan and you're just kind of diving into it. Yeah. We started doing that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, but Tanya, I want to, I want to go back to your story for a second. What was the process like? Like, leaving that job, that security blanket and deciding to do your own thing, working from home, the daycare, like walk me through that. Cause that's, that's, I think that's incredible. Yeah. And I mean, I think at that time we weren't like, we were good. We were comfortable, but Mm -hmm. I mean, not in the best, like, Position I, ever. I think comfortable is a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so even just that, it was, yeah, it was very interesting. And I mean, you know, we are Christians and we do have um, obviously a good faith and, um, you know, prayer and all that kind of stuff is very important to us. And it was just like, you know what? We think, we believe that this is what's best for our family right now. Right. And so when I actually decided to give up my career, that was very interesting. And then my financial advisor, our financial advisor came and he's like, this is the silliest thing you could do. You're giving up like a government pension. He's like, I get why you're doing it. But mm-hmm. as a financial person, it's silly. Right. Um, and then I think it was like a couple weeks later where Brian was traveling and I was home and I just thought, you know what? I need to look into um, a private Christian school for our kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know how we're going to pay this. Like I just quit my job. Right. And so we had done a budget and it was like, okay, this is going to work, but there's not going to be a lot of extra. And I called Brian wherever he was at the time. And I was just like, I feel like we need to do this and we should look into it. And I said, like, if I got to work at Tim Hortons, I'll work at Tim Hortons. Right. And uh, that was what, four years ago. And our kids are still there and uh, still paying the tuition. And it's been, it's, being a really good decision. And I mean, we're the type of people that we just make it work. So I opened a cleaning business and I started cleaning. Right. And, uh, yeah, just, wow. Whatever you got to do to make it work. Right. (laughs) And and I think how many businesses do you have? Right. (laughs) (laughs) There's a couple, none of them are, none of them are massive money makers yet, but, um, I think the, the latest venture that we're getting involved in right now is we're, we're, working on purchasing our first investment property. And it's, it's going to be outside of the province because the prices are just too crazy here in Ontario. Yeah. But that's going to be, that's, that's the next venture for us right now. Nice, nice. I won't be ready until next year for that, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting process, but I guess just back to that, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. That's and it. It's a very humbling experience, but you know, you realize, and it's not for everybody, right? Like mm-hmm. me being home and still having that flexibility and not having stress of like working outside and just having a very stressful job, that all balances out. And now when I look at things, it's like, wow, I'm actually making the same amount of money as I was working at CAS. But look mm-hmm. at this. I only work four days a week and I'm at home. Right. So, yes, I have my daycare kids, but when they nap, I have a plan. Like, okay, I'm making dinner. So, dinner's ready. And before COVID, so I can like rush my kids off to sports. Right. So, you definitely just have to do what works for you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just go with it. 
Now, now, truth be told, I wanted her to quit that job after we had our first. <laughs> so it, it took some convincing. We had to have three more kids before she uh, warmed up to the idea. Why? Why did you want her to quit that job? Uh, just because of th- just the strain of trying to balance everything, right? So right. Uh, once once we had our once we had the twins, we ended up you know we needed to we were renting. We wanted to own a property, so we, we bought a we bought a house where we live now. Uh, she had what a forty-five minute commute to work on yeah. a you know, and and it ranged because you're visiting clients in different places, so it could be more. <clears throat> I you know I made a really long commute. I made like an hour and a half commute every day in the beginning. Uh, it was as much as two and a half hours each way to my my everyday job. Wow. So us trying to get home to you know to be there for our kids, paying somebody to watch our kids, and you know I, I always just thought like this doesn't make sense. Like you're stressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're getting at the point where you were kind of over the job, but you know, and, and the, then the stress obviously spills over into the home. Right. For sure. And I think at the end of the day for me, like, you know, you, you said that I'm a, a pretty calm person. I just want to come home and have peace. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, after, after you have a difficult day at work, the last thing you want to come do is come home to more, more, more challenges, right? Like right. there's always going to be challenges, but when, when you see like a contributing factor is this job that may not at the end of the day, be the best thing for you. Like even financially, you know, we're, we're, we're beating up our vehicle because of all the driving that's happening. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, that we're paying someone else to watch our kids eating out more because we're not here to prepare meals. So, you know, are we really at the end of the day is the, is that financial balance really happening or we end up just paying basically to, to have this job. Right. So yeah. right. that was, that was always my thinking. And, I, and since we first met and we knew we were going to, when we decided we were going to get married, I just started working a second job when, when we were paying for our wedding, there was a point where I was working two full-time jobs and a part-time job. So we didn't what? have to go into debt for our wedding. Mm-hmm. Plus I, I couldn't really get credit at that time anyways. But um, <laughs> So that's <laughs> so the real I, reason. I, 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 <laughs> no, well, I, I didn't, I didn't, you know, at that point I already had bad experiences with credit. So, right, right. you know, I, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be in debt to anyone at that point. So, yeah. you know, we, we, so for me, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a thing for me to take a second job or, you know, now, it's not as easy for me to do that. I remember distinctly there was one time where I worked a 12-hour shift in Toronto. At the time, we lived in Cambridge. So I worked a 12-hour overnight shift, drove back and worked a 17-hour shift right after that at my part-time job. What? Like went home, showered real quick, changed, worked a 17-hour shift. I couldn't do that now. So, yeah, we're getting to a yes. I'm, I'm glad that I I'm glad that I don't have to do that now. But, you know, that was again, that was in my... We got married at 25. I think I would have been like 27, 28 at the time. So... Not something I could pull off now. Wow. Wait a minute. So you jumped out of a relationship and then you jumped right back in. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so, yeah, so. there's there's a break, there's a bit of a break in between. So we started dating in 2005 and we were married in 2007. So wow. just, just under two years. Yeah. But, you know, when you know what you want, you know what you want. And the, the, the first time around, I didn't. And I learned mm-hmm. a lot from that and I took a lot away. And I think actually after our first date, I, I told Tanya that... Uh, I could see myself marrying you one day. Yeah. And I, and then I like, I think I left crying thinking he was a little psycho. (laughs) Yeah. She got over it. Me, me working with like on the domestic violence team. I'm like, Oh, I don't know if this is a red flag or not, but it wasn't. It was just a man who was genuine. And that's the work again, man. She's always at work. She was always at work. That's the thing. (laughs) Wow. Man, so Tanya, I heard in one of your episodes, uh, I don't know if it was a trailer, but you mentioned that your passion is with people, like working with people. Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? 
I don't know, you know, I think it was, I've always been social. I've always been like on the report card. Oh, she's great at school. She like could probably be a little quieter in class and stuff <laughs> like that. Like I've always enjoyed working and like just interacting with people. Yeah. And um, uh, it's interesting because last like, so the last couple of episodes that of our podcast, I've actually done the editing for because Brian does a lot of editing with the other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I was listening to the one that we did with my mom on choosing joy. And when I was thinking, I'm like, what brings me joy? You know, it's, it's neat to sort of reflect on these yes. conversations. Right. And I'm like, it's interacting with people. Like it doesn't matter. Family, friends, like a lady at the park who I just randomly see, like, I'm just like having conversation with people. And, um, usually it's those ones where you're not thinking it's going to go anywhere. It ends up being, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, <laughs> full and uh, energetic brings some energy back in and like sort of depending on the situation helps you know change your view of the day and stuff right so just people in general i love it nice nice so we're at the part in the show where i have a small segment called thinking out loud okay (laughs) so i'm gonna ask you the most random question (laughs) because i got two of you i got one for each okay Okay. i can handle that Right. So I'm going to give you the options and you're going to pick without overthinking it. We're good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so got it. first one's going to be for you, Brian. All right. Would you rather have a hook for a hand or a peg for a leg? I'd rather have a, a peg for a leg, I think. <laughs> Why? <laughs> It'd be hard to edit podcasts with a hook. <laughs> Things around the podcast mode. And then to the things, the things that are going through my head are, do I have a choice which hand? Because I'm right-handed, so if you're telling me I'm going to have a hook for a right hand, you know, either, either foot, you know, well, I, I processed all that really quick, yeah. though, but I'm like, yeah. either foot, you know, if I have, if I still have that peg, I can still drive, regardless of what foot it is, right? So it's, it's having, already looking like there's less limitations with the, with the peg. He's so calculated, eh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Tanya, you ready? Hopefully. <laughs> Would you rather be trapped in a romantic comedy with your enemies or trapped in a horror movie with your friends? Hmm. Horror movie with my friends. <laughs> Walk me through that. Why? <laughs> Who do you really not? You got to dislike somebody. That's why you're saying that. <laughs> I'm just thinking it's all about the company, right? At least if I'm in good company, we can try to run away or escape this crazy person that's trying to like attack us, right? You know, no one survives in the horror, right? <laughs> so yeah, here's something. Uh, usually there's a couple people who survive, but then there's that, uh, there's that, Preview to the sequel, right? Right. You know, the guy, the, the murderer who's supposed to be dead, emerges with the, with the with the machete in their hand, and then it cuts to the credits. Yes. Oh, oh gosh! Thank you for that. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, now we talked about your kids. We talked about you guys, and then we talked about your podcast. What's something that you've learned over this journey of just interviewing some really cool people? about yourself that you didn't know before? Mm. Um, for me, I think just because I'm so meshed in like parenting right now, mm-hmm. I think 
even more because over like the summer I'm off. Right. So I have like no, well, I have other distractions, but like those guys are my main focus right now. Like that is my work (laughs) full time. And uh, so I try to think back to a lot of the ones where we've had parenting conversations because I owe it. Like I'm always jotting down. I'm like, okay, let me try it this way. Or, um, you know, what's going through their mind and like, why in this situation, aren't they listening? Like, is it just, they're choosing not to listen? Why am I getting frustrated? Why do I, what am I, you know, um, showing them, right? Like mm. just so many things. So I think that those conversations that I've had or that we've had with like parenting experts right. have definitely uh, stayed at the forefront of my brain. Nice, nice. Brian, what, what have you gotten from your episodes? So what I would say, and I would say this is kind of accumulation of just doing all of the different podcasts, but there's a quote, and I don't remember who the quote's from, but uh, every man is my superior in something. And what do what doing all these interviews has taught me is that everybody has a lot to offer. Not everybody realizes that they have a lot to offer. Mm-hmm. And as a as a podcast host, it's really your job, and you've done a great job of this tonight. Is is really getting that, getting people to share that information and, and really helping them pull that out? Because I, I've I've set up interviews with people where they're like, well, I, you know, I don't know if I'm going to add value to your show. I've I've heard you had this person on, this mm-hmm. person on, and right. it's you know, say a bigger name in our industry or you know, a, a big name, whatever we've had on our podcast. And then you bring them on and they give you some great content and they don't really think anything of it. Right. It's, right. But you know, they're, they're really underestimating themselves because they're trying to put themselves, they're comparing themselves against, you know, the, the, the top of the food chain. And it's, right. it, it, you know, it's not necessarily about that just because somebody is great in one area. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't mean that there's not some area where you have more knowledge than them. So right. mm-hmm. that's kind of the one thing I've learned is that everybody can bring significant value. That's a fact. Now, if, <clears throat> how would you, how would you want to be remembered when it's all said and done? What's your legacy? Well, um, I think just that obviously when it comes to parenting, you know, I was the best that I could be at raising our children. Um, you know, I call them our gifts, right? Cause we were blessed with them and it's like, you don't want to take advantage. You want to make sure your job is done well. And, um, you know, there's just because you don't spend a lot of time, maybe researching parenting stuff. Like I don't always, right. Mm-hmm. But you can still do your best job just with what you've been given. Right. right. And what you have within. So, you know, that for sure, obviously being um, the best I can as a spouse to Ryan, um, you know, somebody asked me the other day, how do you know that you'll be married forever? I'm like, well, I don't, <laughs> but I go into it, you know, with, I think for me, respect is the highest one. So even if everything else can, you know, falls off at some point throughout our marriage, if respect stays the number one, I personally believe that that's something that we can withstand. Like we can withstand every other situation, right? Because when you respect, you're not going to go maybe and cheat or treat them badly or, you know, talk even badly to them, right? Like there's so many things that when respect is number one, everything else falls away. Help people when they needed the help and um, somebody who brought joy and encouragement to the lives that they 
that I was, uh, that I touched. Awesome. Brian, what's your legacy? Uh, for myself, I think it would be impact. So just, I, I think as myself, no matter how good I get at anything, there's only so much I can do, but the more that I can teach to other people, the more that I can instill in my children and, um, you know, and just the people that I'm around. If I, if I can share those things, if I can share the things that I learned from other people with other people, you know, again, you can make a, a larger impact by impacting many people in that way to impact other people. So, you know, I, I, I think I would want to be remembered as a person of integrity, someone who, who cared about my family, someone who was a good husband and father. I, I think those are kind of the number one things, mm-hmm. but again, just being able to have an impact through my children and the impact they have in the world. I think it was, um, okay, I remember this quote, I know it was Tupac Shakur, but he said, I may not, I may not change the world, but I'm going to spark the mind of somebody who will change the world. Right. So <laughs> I think for me, it's, it's really just maybe, you know, sowing those seeds through my kids and, and other people and having a bigger impact that way. My gosh, you have to go and pull Pac in, into this, eh? <laughs> that's my favorite artist ever that's why I was like yes <laughs> that's awesome yes I remember that quote I, it's it's he was ahead of his time but that's another episode yep. Yep. <laughs> now before we wrap things up I want you either one of you if you can leave um, our listeners with any words of wisdom or inspiration to guide them on their journey what would that be Well, I guess, I guess what I would say, and I I kind of touched on this earlier, but you know, no matter what the difficulty is that you're going through today, just remember it's temporary. You know, there is, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, You know, today doesn't have to be tomorrow. You know, you can, you can, you can change your life. You can, you you can, you know, you can do the things that are going to make a positive impact for you, but just don't get so caught up in the moment because the moment will pass. Mm, Be present. Be present. I like that. Thank you so much. So how can our listeners get a hold of you, your podcast? What's the best way for them to get access to you guys and kind of learn about everything that you guys are doing? For myself personally, I'm on I'm on LinkedIn a lot. And, you know, given the distinction of being named Brian, B-R-I-N-E, mm-hmm. I'm the only Brian Hamilton on the platform. So I'm, I'm really easy to find. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you can also, uh, you know, you can also follow any of the the podcasts that we're on. So you know, disrupt the everyday. We have a, we have a page on LinkedIn. We have a, a Facebook group. Um, so yeah, you can, and you can check out our website, disrupt the Uh, Tanya, what, what am I missing? I know you, you kind of take care of our, the Instagram page and yeah, some this of that is other all stuff. that social media stuff. Yeah. Instagram <laughs> as well. And, um, we have the link tree and you can listen to the podcast pretty much everywhere you would listen to. Awesome. <laughs> everywhere. That's incredible. Thank you so, so much. Oh my gosh, I had a blast. Yeah, that, was, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, That's thanks for invite. having us. And uh, it was neat being on the other side. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping that, you know, I get to do more of this where I get to talk to other podcasters and, and learn about what they're doing, how, how it's going for them and, and so forth. So I literally had a blast with you guys with this one. And I think what I enjoyed most is that I actually got to get to know you right? Um, more than I would have if I just followed on Instagram and, and whatnot. And it's funny, the minute I noticed that, I think you guys liked one of my posts. And then okay, I, and yeah, then that I, would be me. Right? Because I'm I, the social. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then I said, okay, let me, let me, let me stalk back. And, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I like this. And they're in Canada. I was like, what? Okay, this is dope, right? <laughs> so that was it. I was sold at that point. And then the name caught me. Mm. The name, Disrupty Every Day. And I was like, that is so good. Okay, let me see what, what they're about. And that's when I got hooked. And I was like, okay. I need to make time. So my wife would n- normally tell me, okay, uh, you got to put the device down because I'm listening, right? I'm, I'm listening while I'm eating and, and doing all that stuff. That's just how I function. And so I had to put it down. I'm like, you got to check this, this show out. She's like, who are they? And I tell them about your show and then she goes and listens. And so now she's listening to it. She's like, oh, I like it, right? <laughs> but, but this is how it is. It's so organic. And I think what we enjoy about it too is the fact that it's actual real people having real conversations about things that otherwise I may not have because people in my circles aren't talking about these things. Right. Right. You know, so if I can get it somewhere else, great. And so I want to thank you guys for that um, and continue to do the great job that you're doing. Um, and if you're listening, people, just make sure you follow them on Instagram. Check out their link tree. I'll put all the, descri- uh, the, the links in the description and so that you can actually get access to them. Awesome. Disrupt the everyday. Thanks. Tanya, Brian, thank you so much. Thanks so much, Derek. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Until next time, people, love, peace, and happiness.